What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Serious for God Leaders Podcast. I'm Tim Alford, National Director of Serious for God and Volunteer Youth Leader at the Source Church, Malvern. I'm Dustin Rubio, Youth Pastor of Swansea City Church and Regional Leader of Wales and Southwest Midlands. And this is a conversation designed to help youth leaders connect, think, and grow. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the S4G Leadership Podcast. So pleased that you're with us this month. We've got a great session, a great podcast for you today because we have a very special guest. His name is Michael Edwards, or Eddie Edwards, as his friends call him. Eddie, welcome to the S4G Leadership Podcast. Thanks, Tim. Nice to be here. Glad that you're here. Glad that you're here. So, Eddie, tell us uh, uh, tell us briefly a little bit about your story, a little bit about uh, your journey in youth ministry and what you're involved in in youth work, youth ministry right now yeah so i uh i grew up in southport which is up in the uh, northwest I, I like to say it's closer to manchester than liverpool but that's not necessarily true but uh, <laughs> i feel it is anyway 16 years old uh, i became a christian and i went straight into the kids and youth work at lakeside christian center in southport which is the the church i first started going to we ran a load of stuff there for christians and non-christians uh, loads of stuff going on it was really cool busy all the time uh, then when I was 18, I went off to Liverpool University to study English at sort of normal university. But um, halfway through that journey, I kind of uh, changed and came to study at Regents Theological College, which is Elim's Bible College, which is well, where, where we are now, actually, isn't it? Um, and I yep. studied here 2010 to 2013. And during my time studying, you have to do a placement. And so in 2011, I joined uh, Resonate Church, which is kind of a pioneer church plant, um, which was aimed at being a fresh expression of church for young people and we'll look forward to hearing more about resonate later yeah we'll talk yeah. a bit more about that um and so i finished my degree 2013 and, and uh was accepted as a minister in training for the Elim movement uh, attached to resonate and then after that i began working here at the college itself uh, on the youth course with you tim which you already know i do know yeah. you do know <laughs> uh, and i'm also doing a, a master's as well as that so heading up heading up resonate uh doing the course review doing a master's and sometimes i get to sleep so you've got this great, this you've got this lovely balance of your teaching youth ministry yeah. here at Regents, and you know intimately involved in the in the youth track, and particularly teaching, lecturing, but your practitioner as well, yeah. doing youth ministry, running youth church. How's that combination for you? Do you is is that a is that a good thing? Is that a life giving thing? Is it a thing that helps you? Does your practice help your teaching? Your teaching help your practice? Yeah, definitely. I, I think um, it, it, it all entwines. It all mixes with each other. Um, and the fact that I'm doing it and testing it out on um, on the young people who are working with means that I can bring experience to the class rather than just teaching it from an isolated position and saying this is how we should do it, but having no backing for it. But also being able to do the study means that I'm constantly sort of changing and looking at what we're doing in the in the group as well. Fantastic. All right. So before we get into our subject today, uh, we are going to ask you some quick fire questions are you ready for these eddie i think so yeah okay here we go nutella or my marmite nutella definitely action movies or comedies oh quick action indoor or outdoor indoor tv series or movie series tv series football or rugby football definitely moses or elijah (laughs) (laughs) um I mean, that's a tough fit. I'm going to have to go Moses. That's going to go Moses. <laughs> Mo- Moses. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, Eddie, let's get into youth club. Yeah. What is a youth club? How do you do it? What does it look like? Um, so let me start off with asking you the question. Is there a difference between a youth group as we know it, a traditional sense of uh, Christian uh, teenagers, part of a church, um, 
Is there a difference between a youth group and a youth club? And if so, what's the difference? Yeah, so um, I think this is an interesting question and it's one that um, sort of threw me a little bit at first. And then I did what all of our students do. I looked at the dictionary and uh, <laughs> you know that's, that's one of the best starting places. But I actually found that really interesting. So the dictionary would describe a group as a number of people that work together and share a certain belief. Whereas a club is an association dedicated to a particular interest or activity. And so I guess a club is kind of a gathering around a certain activity. It's it's um, it's doing something. Um, whereas a group is people that are gathered around a certain ideology or a certain belief. So it's almost like if you think about a football club, they aren't necessarily gathered around a culture or values or or, or certain belief system. They're gathered around you know Arsenal. That's that's our club. We want to watch Arsenal play football. It's a certain activity. Whereas if you think about the Russell Group, which is the group of kind of exclusive universities in the UK, they have a certain set of values and, and culture that they want to sort of, they gather around and they believe are the right way to go about things and do so. And so I guess in youth work, um, the club is almost a static thing. It's, it's a location, uh, it's a noun, it's somewhere for people to go to. Um, and it's tangible, whereas a group is something that's more fluid and not defined by location. It's, it's a community. Um, and so I guess speaking really practically, like you say, a group is kind of the wider church community of young people, whereas a club is perhaps more ultimately our missional activity. It's a space where, um, I don't want to use the term shop window because it means that we're selling something, but it kind of is. It's kind yeah. of our space where um, it's an entry point for people to begin to gather around what we do and around who we are. So, on, so with that in mind then, tell us about your youth club. Tell us about how you run it. T- like, talk us through what, what happens on a Friday night when you do your open youth club what happens there and and why do those things happen yeah cool um i don't know if i'm going into too much because the last question is looking at that as well that's true yeah um, but uh, yeah so our friday is um it's a drop-in session so it's welcome for anyone to come in drop in we've got the pool table set up we've got table tennis set up we've got the xbox set up and then we have a kind of cafe area as well uh, for people to come and sort of gather around um but we've gone through a load of of transitions with that um and kind of previously it was um, we were trying to sort of facilitate the needs of young people what we felt like young people wanted to engage with on a Friday and so at first it was very much more kind of music focused and so um, they were allowed to put whatever music they wanted on so we had one young person called Bell um, and the reason why he first started coming to the club was because each week he was allowed to put his own tracks on um, yeah. you know he's like oh, okay I can put my songs on and, and he used to put our ones with swear words and we'd go over and say Bell can you stop it please and uh, all that sort of stuff um, and in fact, this guy, Bell, one week found out we were kind of, you know, he realized we were Christians and he had this massive kickoff and he swore at us and said, I'm never coming back again. Oh, yeah. You, you Bible bashers, you effing this, effing that I left out of the club. And we're like, okay, probably never see him again. But he came straight back next week and, um, he loved that space that, that it was one of the things about the club is that it's kind of a neutral space. You're inviting them into a space which isn't church. You're not saying come along to church, but yeah. you're saying come along to this group, come along and be a part of this club. Um, and so he still felt comfortable to come and be part of that. And slowly over time, he sort of transitioned and, and journeyed into coming along to some of our other stuff. So he came along to our Bible study or cell group that we did and ultimately came along to uh, Infuse as well with us and ended up with his, his sort of favourite song being uh, Spirit Breakout and stuff like that. And so just from coming to the club because he liked the tracks that he could put on he had this real journey and came through a youth alpha and everything else so i think um 
Yeah, it's so important to have that entry point. Is that something you aim for? And as and as youth clubs, you know, just across the nation, globally, what should be some of the aims that that, that we try to aim for um, in doing youth clubs and trying to reach out? Yeah, I think that's a. I think it's a massive question because there's there's kind of two um, two emphases to it. There's there's one which would be kind of our aim in terms of um, facilitating young people to start a Christian journey. But there's also the sort of aim of us as the church serving a community. And I think um, particularly at the moment with the fact that the government is just cutting youth work funding and everything's sort of going down the pan for that, for us to first and foremost be able to serve young people that would otherwise just be hanging around on the streets or whatever is really important. So that's actually one of the aims of a youth club is to say, hey, we're going to set something up. You guys have got something to do if you want. That's great. But the other aim, ultimately, I think, yeah, is 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 a is a journey towards them exploring Christianity and exploring faith and and doing that as part of a safe space and a safe community. So, definitely. Okay, so if that's the aim, okay, just going back to the story that you just told, yeah, just really interesting. How do, how do you deal with that thing if there's not like an explicit um, delivery of some Christian content? through a testimony or mm. through a, a talk or whatever it may be how do you deal with that that thing which is really important about full disclosure yeah um so if it's just it's, it's an open youth club it's run by christians and it's run by a local church mm. uh youth team say how do you deal with that full disclosure thing if there's not an explicit christian content in the club itself yeah i i think um something we sometimes perhaps borrow from the from the american church because they've kind of done it for a long time is uh, this idea of relational youth ministry where you you sort of build up relationship with someone until at some point you can start telling them about Jesus because you feel like they might trust you. I think actually we've just got to be really confident and open in the fact that we are Christians um, and that's from the start and any conversation we have can kind of relate around that. So so for me, if they're chatting to me, it's, oh, what do you do for a job? Oh, well, I'm a, I'm a pastor and I teach it. Well, first of all, explain what pastor is because they're thinking like Fusellini or something, like some sort of Italian food. <laughs> yeah. um, but explain what that means. Uh, usually I tell them I'm a vicar then and then that's really complicated. But um, <laughs> explaining to them who you are straight away, I don't think is an issue. And we would also sort of thread it in with stuff. So one of the things we did early on in the club was we did a, a rulemaking session with the young people. And I think that's something that's really important, first of all, is to include young people in that stuff. So rather than telling them these are the rules for the club, to bring them in on board means that they're sort of equal footing in that but within that the conversation will be around saying so also you know we, we're christians guys so we'd love it if one of the rules could be there's kind of uh, no blasphemy because we struggle with that it's almost the same as swearing and it's starting to it's starting a conversation but it's not kind of coming out and saying hey guys you know about jesus and have you heard about him um it's it's more uh, of a long-term kind of allowing them to know us and begin to question us but from the very beginning being open about your faith Okay, so if if the purpose then, if the purpose of a, of a youth club, you said it's twofold. You said one, it's to serve the community, which you know Jesus just served for serving sake, so that's great. And then the other is we want to uh, begin a, a a journey to making disciples of the people mm -hmm. that come. Why is a youth club a good way to start that journey, as opposed to say? having more of a youth church which we'll mm. look at in another podcast yeah but w but why is doing a youth club a good way to do that as opposed to just having you know worship word prayer ministry and being really explicit in in that sense why do it well there's some stuff on that that that's going later on but i'll bring it up to here um 
I think one of the key things with that is that we first of all, young people just won't understand it. They just won't get it. Um, <clears throat> we're in a, a post Christendom context, so we 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 now have young people that that literally only know Jesus as a swear word. Like there's no backstory for them. They might know a little tiny bit, but there's no kind of backstory of faith. And so obviously within Elim, you know, last year we celebrated our, our uh, hundred years of of, of being here and uh, George Jeffries who set off the movement when he was sort of church planting um, was going around and he was speaking and preaching and everyone was committing to this message but part of that was because we had this sort of dead established church and the ideology of, of Britain particularly was Christian they understood the Christian faith and Jeffries was bringing something new and sort of radical to it have you ever heard Jeffries speak by the way I have not so you'd think he's like a really dynamic preacher and then we were in classes once and they put his, his voice on because there's a clip on the website you can listen to and he's literally the most boring Welsh broke you'll ever hear. So he's talking he's like, and then on the third day Jesus rose from the grave. And so there was nothing kind of like yeah. charismatic and special about him. It was the message that he was bringing which was, hey, there's this dynamic spirit and there's something changing for you guys. But we live in a different paradigm to that now so we're not able to just do that we, we've almost got to help young people construct from nothingness an ideology of the kingdom they've got nothing to go back to from it and so if we invite them into a space where there's uh, there's worship going on and, and people are saying someone's going to bring a word and everyone's wondering what the hell's a word um it's just confusing for them um I, I mean, I, I know there'll be stories as well of people that have come to those sort of things and been impacted by God, and that's great. But I think first and foremost in youth, you've got to start where the young people are at. And so to do a club, to do some activities, to connect with them and to get to know them, etc., is just incredibly important in this context. Yeah, I like what you said, the starting where people are at. Yeah. Like Andy Stanley talks about this thing it, it, when he writes about communication. Is Andy it, Stanley is this. Yeah, yeah, Andy <laughs> Stanley, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have heard me talk about I might have heard you talk about Andy yeah. Stanley, yeah. Yeah, uh, so he talks about how um, you, you, start, you, you start with where people are at yeah. Not with where you are yeah. or with where you think they should be. Yeah, great. Um, and I think that's really true, isn't it? And isn't isn't that the story of the gospel? Yeah. And, and, of, and, and in fact, of the incarnation. Yeah, 100%. That Jesus says, you don't have to get up here. I'm coming to where you're at. I'm yeah. getting to you. And yeah. then I'm going to take you onto a journey yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, where yeah. I want you to be, to where I hope you can be, to where, in fact, you should be. Yeah. And so I think that's really great. But it's really important to say, though, Eddie, isn't it, that it's that it, it the youth club for you is not the end in itself, but you actually have this journey that people can can go through. So it really is for you. It's it's an entry point, isn't it? Not mm. not the end goal. It doesn't finish with coming to Friday night youth club. Tell us a little bit about the journey and the and the other opportunities that you have them through. So so you're starting with where people are at, but you're hoping that and believing and praying that they're going to come to faith. Tell us about how you facilitate that journey. Yeah, um, and just just to add what you were saying as well about about where, they, um, where they're at. One of the things that we really felt in the beginning of our um, of our project, of our church, was um, one of the guys on the team gave an almost kind of prophetic word about the fact that um, what we were doing with these young people was clearing the rocks under the soil, and sort of referring back to that parable that Jesus tells. And I think sometimes we can be so desperate to kind of uh, get our message out or introduce them into church that we forget that under the surface there's some deep stuff that's going on that's going to get in the way of that. And almost the beginning is to begin to draw some of that stuff out and help them. Yeah. Um, our journey, yeah, yeah. So 
in terms of sort of program, and I don't like to talk about program because I don't think we should all copy each other's programs, but our program at the moment is Monday night we have uh, our cell group or house group where the young people come around to one of our guys' houses and within that we sort of um, look at, at the moment we're going through uh, Rob Bell's Numa stuff, it's okay, it's before he went dodgy. So, <laughs> you know, we can we can still listen to that stuff. Um, no, that Numa stuff's great though, yeah, man. No um, and we sort of discuss that with the young people and so it's it's meant to be a bit more discussive and, and exploring some of the issues around Christianity. Friday we've got our normal group and then Sunday we have our, our actual church service. And one of the things that we found really interesting with that is we've gone through we've gone through so many uh, different sort of restarts and understandings of how we're going to do church and how we should let young people explore faith. And one of the things that we've found really interesting with it is to, to simply have um, some musical worship to have a 10-minute talk and to have some space to pray is something that the young people massively appreciate and take away. And there is some sort of dormant understanding of kind of this is what church is. But um, <clears throat> one of the, most of the things we get from young people is kind of like a, I'd never realised it was kind of this alive or it was this, um, you know, it was this um, active and, and people were so involved in it and whatever else. And most importantly, we're finding young people interacting with God directly, which is just so important. But, but that journey for us uh, would be, actually Sunday would be the sort of space that we'd ask them to come to after Friday. Um, we have done it with Monday as well where they come up to that, but it's kind of transitioning the space. We do it in the same space as the youth club, but it's a very different space and it's really interesting that the young people kind of understand that. So one of them, a guy called JJ, he turns up now at youth, he comes in a hoodie or whatever, but Sunday he turns up in a shirt. No one's told him nice. to turn up in his shirt. Like no one said, come smart to it. But each week he comes smart because he kind of understands this is a different space. And I think what's really important about that is we're allowing the young people to buy into that. We're not kind mm. of uh, suddenly in a session going, right guys, now we're just going to quickly uh, tell you about this and do it. But we're saying, come along to Sundays when we do church together. And they're buying into coming along to that. And that means the journey is kind of organic for them. It's not just, oh, they're talking about this again. I don't really want to hear it. They're coming because they want to hear it. I mean, that's that's awesome. It sounds good, even what you you know what you're doing. But going back to the beginning of like, how do you even get a youth club started? Yeah, like you know, because some people are probably listening to us being like, oh, that would be that would work so good yeah. in my community, in my church. But how do we even get young people through the door? And maybe you can yeah, speak a little yeah. bit into that. Yeah, I could tell you some ideas not to do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those are good too. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, please do. But um, I think I, I think more. One of the most important things and exciting things about pioneering, just on that note, is you can get it wrong and you can sort of go, oh, oh crap, that's gone bad. Right, we'll do something else now and try it different and it's okay. Like you can sort of, yeah. you can try new stuff. Um, I guess one of the first things to work out, and I'll give a little story on this, is your cultures and values. Um, initially, you, you've got to really work out before you've done anything else, kind of why you're doing what you're doing and what you want it to look like. What, what do you want the cultures and values of it to be? I heard Tim in one of the previous pon podcasts talking about making decisions with the, with the goals in mind, uh, with the end in mind, um, which I think is really good, the idea that you begin to decide what the culture and the value is. So when we started Resonate, we were looking at this idea of being uh, a relevant community of missionaries for young people. We are sort of trying to work out where to meet and what to do. One of the things we did, we started doing a monthly Costa Coffee meetup um, and we'd kind of advertise it, we'd put leaflets out um, and we decided we'd give people drinks to come along to this, we'd have some music, we'd have a kind of menu of discussion. So we were doing that. We did it a few times and it went really well. And then I think the, the fourth time we did it, 
Um, we had a massive pile of young people, young adults come in. We thought, this is great. And they all got their coffee and then walked out. <laughs> and so we were sat with no one in the building, but a very hefty cost to coffee bill to pay. <laughs> <laughs> and we kind of realized with that, that we weren't actually following our values or, or the culture because we weren't really creating community. We were just doing um, one certain thing and not really gathering together in a certain place. So you can you need to set the culture and the values so you can keep going back to it and ensuring that you're doing what you wanted to do in the first place. And I think in a youth club, that's also really important because um, one of the things that we found early on when we did set up the youth club um, was I remember one week, I remember it really vividly. I was there and there was, there was really loud music on. We had about 45, 50 young people in the room. Um, and I realised like couples were sort of getting off of each other all over the place. Um, this music was really aggressive stuff. And I just realised in that moment, we've lost the culture of the youth club. Like we're not controlling this. We're not saying what's going on. And um, so we changed it. We changed the, the music volume even. We changed the allow, allowance of songs, what they're able to do. And it meant we lost about 20 young people straight away because they went, I don't want to go back there now because mm. it's not that. But we kind of reclaimed the cultures and the values of what that club's about. And actually the young people that came felt safer and happier in that environment. Mm. So I think setting the culture is one thing. Um, secondly, I also think that, that partnerships are huge. Um, so working with other organisations or churches or denominations is massive um, and it, it can sort of be open to issues and I'd say within that as well as I said to Tim about with young people you have to be open about who you are um, as Christian youth workers so when we first started in, when we were first getting the stuff together in Malvern we were looking at kind of funding streams and that's obviously a massive thing within pioneering and setting something up you want to find some money somewhere um, not all churches are going to give you a few thousand pounds to do stuff um, we got some money from Malvern Council, but the proviso for it was that there would be uh, no kind of explicit Christian message because they're saying we can't be seen to promote in one mm. thing. And actually, we really regretted that because afterwards we, we felt so limited in what we could do that we couldn't even have a conversation with a young person. Right. And so I think we kind of learned from that. And when we set up a second centre in Worcester, um, there was a kind of objection to us taking over. But... Um, <clears throat> we sent a letter through and spoke through them and said, look, we're, we're Christians, but we believe in looking after young people in a holistic way. So their physical, emotional and spiritual care. And that's what the government says young people are. And part of that is spirituality. And we believe that the, the best spirituality is Christian. So we will be teaching young people that, but we'll also be de delivering credible youth work. Is that okay? And they said, yeah, great. And so we're open from the start. This is all well, what we're about. But partnerships are really important. Um, I know Tim currently involved in setting up stuff at Limitless. Partnerships been huge for Tim, particularly with schools and stuff like that, because one of the next points is about sort of promotion of the club and getting the word out. I don't think you can beat word of mouth. That's why something like TripAdvisor is so important in terms mm. of restaurants and stuff. You can't beat young people being excited about something. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so when we set up the club, one of the first things we did with the YMCA was we were going into a school every week to do lessons, doing assemblies, and just beginning to create a bit of a buzz for the club of what was going to happen, what we were going to do. And that goes back to the point that you were making earlier, Eddie, about you start where people are at, so you don't just put on a, you put your youth club on and hope that people will show yeah. up. But you've gone, and this is what we've done with the new club that you know I've set up here in Malvern recently. Get we get into the schools, yeah. and we're serving the schools, and we're doing assemblies, and we're doing our e lessons, and we're doing PHSE days, and. We're about to go over into the other school as well that's involved and start doing some things there too. And it's again, it's the same idea you were talking about earlier. You go, you go to where they are. You yeah. start with where people are at. 
and then take them on the journey that you know that's really important stuff. yeah and we, we, we've also you know we've also tried like leaflet in the estate that doesn't work don't do that i think we've had like no young people come from that but sort of one trip into a school or, or one trip elsewhere to talk to young people usually brings that in because they're also relational beings and so they see you they know you they think oh, i'll go and see this guy and see what's happening on friday and they've got a reference point as well yeah, so when you go into schools, mm. um, you're up front with the school and saying, look, I'm a Christian uh, yeah. a youth worker. And then what do you say? Do you, do you tell them the objective of, of the long term goal is to make them part of your church? Do you say from the community uh, sort of aspect of we just want to create a safe space for young people to come in? Uh, like, what do you say? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think... Um, I think as similar sort of lines to that holistic stuff, I think schools are aware that young people are physical, emotional, spiritual beings, um, and they are increasingly sort of up for people from a spiritual viewpoint, from Christianity, to be part of it. But I think what's important is to be upfront about that from the start, and so to not kind of go in under the pretext of, I'm a youth worker, and I just want to come and do some stuff for you. And then suddenly you do an assembly, and you say, well, we have church, so come along to that. And the teacher's like, whoa, whoa what's happening here? Right, yeah. Pros- proselytization's going on. I never knew what that word meant till I came to college, but yeah. look it up, it's a good one. Um, <laughs> you know, so I think it's been honest with them. I, and I think there was an interesting article recently, me and Tim were talking about, where... Um, so, there's kind of a discussion of whether you are actually just serving the school or whether you're serving with a hidden agenda. Um, and I think you've got to kind of walk that line of it being both because Jesus just genuinely served, mm. but he was always performing the ministry of his father. And yeah. that's kind of what we're doing. We're serving, but we're serving the ministry of Christ as well. And we want to help young people get through life. and We want to help them encounter God. Um, so just to be honest about that, I think, yeah, it's really important. Um, so what would you say some of the benefits of, of doing a youth club? Good question again um i guess with benefits we're kind of talking about about why again um and as i said i think first of all as, as christian youth workers we've we've got to understand that we're, we're part of a, a historical tradition of of christian youth workers that have stepped up into the gap of looking after young people um we're not in a vacuum in in the in 2016 where we're the ones that are trying to do something new we're going to look after young people we've been doing it since the 19th century um and we're stepping into that but as I said before, we as we're in a post-Christendom context, um, a lot of sort of missional theologians would talk about the fact that we're kind of exiles now. And I actually think the pioneering process, um, without overstating it, is kind of an apostolic and prophetic thing because we're bringing um, light into where there wasn't before into darkness and we're bringing God's truth into somewhere it wasn't before as well. Um, <clears throat> and I think that's incredibly important Uh within that and so there's not just a benefit to us doing it but there's an onus upon us to go and do it to go and look after young people to bring light into darkness and i think young people themselves are current young people are just desperate to be known and desperate that there's someone there for them they're kind of used to adults sort of moving away now and and in fact in terms of family breakdown and stuff i think in a recent survey i read that in the UK now, before the age of 16, 50% of young people experience some kind of family breakdown. Yeah, that that is a really good point. That's certainly true in our in our club that we've started in Malvern as well. We we we've, uh, one of our guys was sitting on a table where we have we have like some discussions. Yeah. During our sessions, and he found that every single young person sitting on that table had a kind yeah. of uh, a family that had separated or yeah. had step parents and so on and so forth. 
And so you're totally right that just the the being there consistently yeah. is a huge thing. I had a message the day before yesterday from one of our young people in our youth group saying, um, uh, I'm just so grateful that you are there. Mm. We we count down the days until until limitless until we yeah. can get there. And and so, and, th- and this was the thing that stood out to me. Because I've had a bad relationship with my stepdad, mm. I found it really hard. I found it really hard to trust older leaders, yeah. uh, especially guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I just want to thank you and the team for changing that. Wow. We haven't done anything particularly spectacular. Yeah. Just there. We've just been there. Yeah. Uh, consistently yeah. and without uh, any, you know, uh, w- without any u- ulterior m- motivation other than for. To, to show them the love of Jesus wow. through who we are and, and and just that very act yes we it, as it happens in our club we do have a we do talk about God every week and we do have a you know in inverted commas God slot where we mm. have testimony and yeah, stuff yeah. but it isn't that that she was talking about it was the consistency yeah. the the presence yeah. um, and uh, just the fact that we've created the space so you're, you're totally right yeah. f- in, f- it, that fatherlessness yeah uh in this generation broken homes massive thing massive i think if, if anyone takes like one thing away from the podcast it could be that that if you're going to set up something new just ensure it's consistent and just be there for young people just be there for them because that is so powerful and it's so important to as you say sort of young people that are from broken families mm-hmm. looking for people to young people are looking for guides they're looking for someone to look for them but if their father's not there then who's going to be the person that's going to help them through life and work out kind of who they are and what they believe and isn't that one of the things that we appreciate most about our relationship with god yeah is that he never leaves us he never forsakes us he is unchanging he's utterly consistent we we can depend on him we can be he's, he's there for us whenever we need him and is there anything in youth work that is not modeled in god himself mm. no. no we just want to be jesus to people and, and ultimately yeah. show them jesus don't we so Eddie, thanks so much for your time with us. We're out of time on, on the on the podcast today, um, but let me just ask you one more question. One more this. question. What are your top three headlines for somebody who's thinking about starting a youth club in three sentences, three headlines, what are you going to say to them? As in one sentence each? One sentence each. Oh, wow. Those, those, those are difficult. Um, <clears throat> first of all is really work out why you're going to do what you're going to do. Why are you going to do what you're going to do? Why are you going to do what you do? Don't just do it because you think you should. That's two sentences, but I'll let you off. Sorry. Why Um, are you going to do what you do? Yeah. Um, Secondly, uh, be consistent and be there for young people. Um, And the final one, thirdly, is it's difficult, but enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Those are my three. Fantastic. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the S4G podcast today. We want to know what you want us to talk about on the podcast. What are the youth ministry issues that you're facing? Send us an email to info at seriousforgod.co.uk and we'll tackle the issues that you want to talk about. See you next time. Thanks everybody for listening to the Serious for God Leadership Podcast. We want to make sure that this podcast is tackling the issues that affect you in youth ministry. So email us info at seriousforgod.co.uk and tell us what you want us to talk about. And please remember to subscribe through iTunes or however you get your podcast. And stay in touch with Serious for God on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, we're Serious for God. Instagram, Serious for God, Elim. And YouTube, Serious for God, UK. See you next time.